It's Wednesday, November 29th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, hosted by two authentic humans. Unlike a tech conference that was just canceled, some of the featured women speakers were actually generated by AI. I promise there were human women available to speak at this conference. I promise you didn't need to generate anything. Listen, <laughs> one place you'll never catch AI, this here program. Nuh-uh, not about it. <laughs> On today's show, we'll tell you more about that conference. Plus, we'll explain the drama of Hunter Biden saying that he'll testify before congressional Republicans, but only in public. But first, Trump has been spewing more threats and plans for retribution if he wins the 2024 presidential election. And this time he is zeroing in on the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, if you please. You know the plan where 40 million Americans access their health care coverage as of early 2023? Yeah, that one. You can't forget it. Can't miss it. Mm -mm. A few days ago, Trump took to social media to post that he is, quote, seriously looking at alternatives to the 13-year-old Affordable Care Act and that his fellow Republicans should never give up seeking its repeal. I mean, this man is truly unhinged. We all know he is truly unhinged, but also just yet another wild stance to have to be like, let's take away this thing that gives 40 million people healthcare, something that is objectively good, but it all fits in in the puzzle of the Republican platform. But anyways, how have folks been responding to, you know, Trump's latest threats about the ACA? Naturally, Democrats seized on it as a split screen opportunity to show how Trump is looking to harm people while Biden is lowering health care costs and lowering the cost of medications and prescriptions. Right. On Monday, the president made a statement saying, quote, my predecessor once again called for cuts that could rip away health insurance for tens of millions of Americans. They just don't give up. Additionally, the Biden campaign is set to run ads this week with a similar message in Nevada and across cable channels. And based on this rapid response approach from the Biden campaign, I bet we can expect this type of response every single time Trump says something harmful during the next 11 months. Yes. Yeah, so what about Republicans here? Would they ever take this up in Congress? What do we think will happen? I mean, Republicans have been coy when asked about Trump's comments, saying that they don't know what he's talking about. And of course, this is all tied to Republicans' failed attempt to repeal the ACA back in 2017, which feels like a lifetime ago, because that was yeah, back truly. when, you know, Republicans controlled all of Washington. They had the White House, they had the Senate, they had the House of Representatives, and in spite of all of that, they still couldn't repeal the ACA. But... That doesn't mean that the door is closed here. As Republican Minority Whip Senator John Thune said, quote, if he's got some ideas, we're open to them. Goody. So <laughs> what if Trump wins and gets his wish of ending the ACA? You know, who does this impact? I imagine the 40 million people. But break it down for us. Who is covered by the ACA? Considering that Obamacare included not only the marketplace, but also Medicaid expansion programs, that 40 million includes 22.3 million people in low-income households who would be impacted, and 15.6 million people who access health care via the marketplace would also lose their coverage. According to data from the Kaiser Family Foundation, Black people, Latino people, and Indigenous people, the same populations that saw massive increases in access to insurance via the health care marketplace, will face a disproportionate proportionate amount of harm if this kind of extreme policy change is realized. So if it wasn't already clear, people, if he wins in 2024, Trump is going to not only continue to push to take away critical policies like the Affordable Care Act and punish his political opponents, but he's going to reignite that dumpster fire of harm that, you know, he started back in 2016. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the warning. Just another thing to uh, look out for. But switching gears a bit, we have a new development in the Hunter Biden saga, speaking of um, things that Republicans will simply not give up on. In a response to a subpoena from House Republicans as part of their impeachment inquiry into President Biden, a sideshow that is still going on, yesterday, President Biden's son, Hunter, told lawmakers that he was willing to publicly testify next month. Many of you may recall that Hunter Biden's various business dealings and legal troubles have long been a focal point for House Republicans who are looking to impeach President Biden. Earlier this month, as part of that impeachment inquiry, House Republicans issued subpoenas to both Biden's son, Hunter, and to his brother, James. And in response to that request for him to testify privately, Hunter Biden's lawyer says that he wants to do it in public so that Republicans can't twist his words or selectively release bits and pieces of what he says, all things we have come to expect. Makes sense. I kind of love the way he's trying to one-up Republicans at their own game. Come on now. (laughs) What has the response to all of this been so far? You can guess how this went over with Republicans. Republican Representative James Comer, who is the chair of the House Oversight Committee, where this impeachment inquiry is currently rattling around, shot this idea down very quickly. They do not like being bested at their own game. He said that Hunter was, quote, trying to play by his own rules. But, you know, this is a new, more aggressive tack by Hunter Biden and his legal team, who claim that their past offers to meet with the Oversight Committee to discuss the basis of this inquiry, to provide relevant information, or to expedite its conclusions have all been left unanswered. Yeah, because they don't have any evidence. They don't have any basis of inquiry at all. Right. That is the spoiler alert here. I mean, the benefits of appearing publicly are very straightforward. It reduces the ability of Republicans in the far-right media ecosystem to misrepresent his testimony versus if he testified behind closed doors. Doesn't mean they still won't try to do it. But, you know, it becomes a bit more difficult when that testimony is there for everyone to see. The format also gives each member of the committee time to question the witness and it alternates by party. So, you know, Republicans can go down one line of questioning, but Democrats would be able to rebut those points in real time. So there are definite benefits to the public format. And it makes sense that Hunter's trying to avoid being used as a campaign tool against his father. So everyone can bring up the receipts. But so far, how well has Hunter Biden as a topic played out for Republicans? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, not everybody thinks that having Hunter Biden front and center, especially as we head into 2024, is a particularly great idea. Just as a reminder, the investigation by House Republicans, as you said, has not turned up any evidence that President Biden benefited from Hunter's business dealings. But Republicans have spent quite a lot of time portraying Hunter Biden as, you know, this boogeyman. We have heard about him, his laptops, his business dealings, all of these things for years now. So much so that according to a recent AP NORC poll, 68% of voters believe that Joe Biden acted either unethically or illegally when it came to Hunter's business dealings. And, you know, as we just said, This committee has found zero evidence. They have been working for quite a while trying to find some, but they don't have any that that happened. But still, 68% of voters believe that. So, I mean, definitely risks that come with doing this publicly, especially this close to the election. Yeah, but I also want a reality set on who's paying attention to this. (laughs) I think it's limited to, you know, GOP primary voters who've latched onto this. But beyond that, I don't think anybody's dialed in. But What's going to happen next here? Yeah, I mean, so far, that remains to be seen. Republicans originally scheduled this private testimony for December 13th. As of now, that is still how they want to do it. 
the point you made is very important. You know, when this started and when it was really kicking up, this was a big story. But there are so many things happening now that have just completely overshadowed this that, I mean, rightly have overshadowed this, are so much more important in the grand scheme of the world in this country. So some people will be paying attention, but Mm. I agree with you. I think it will be a very limited fraction. We will obviously continue to follow any new developments in this impeachment inquiry into President Biden. But that is the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore's performance wear clothes are designed to look great no matter what you're doing, both in and out of the gym. And they might be the most comfortable pants I've ever worn in my life. Buttery soft, yes. So soft. Yes. I have on one of their cropped sweaters, and it's a staple now. I don't think I'll be taking it off until next week. But don't judge me. (laughs) I won't judge you. And don't judge me for not working out, but wearing comfortable workout clothes. That is, I feel like, required. That's part of the beauty of Viore. On the couch, in the gym, it still works. I look like I work out (laughs) and like I dress cute when I work out. But in fact, I don't do either. And this is just me dressing normally. And comfortably. That's the flex, though, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. So for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash wad and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. We're big fans of therapy on here, on the show. We absolutely are. Yeah. We absolutely are because, listen, you're going to need it, okay, to mm-hmm. get through this year ahead of us. And so why not check out BetterHelp to give you the the necessary coping tools, you know what I mean, just to be able to keep on keeping on, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. and offers their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, along with free plant consultation forever. Okay, so this weekend we started planting in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And we're doing some wildflowers. We're also doing some trees we bought from Fast Growing Trees. I would love to tell you what kind of trees they are, but I have already forgotten as soon as I bought them. However, they look great, and I'm very excited to have a backyard that makes it look like I know what I'm doing. Listen, I love Fast Growing Trees because these plants that I have now bought over the last couple years of them supporting this show, I would like to report they are still alive, okay? And so I officially have a green thumb thanks to Fast Growing Trees. That is very impressive. (laughs) To keep them alive that long is very, very impressive. 
Right now, Fast Growing Trees, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. An update on the war in Gaza. Hamas released 12 additional hostages into Israeli territory yesterday in exchange for more Palestinian prisoners, some of whom were detained but never charged. This comes as Tuesday marked the fifth day of the temporary ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, an agreement that was brokered by Egypt and Qatar over the weekend. In exchange for the 12 hostages, Israeli officials said they released 30 Palestinian prisoners to hold up their end of the deal. In total, Hamas has released 81 hostages and Israel has released more than 150 Palestinian prisoners, most of whom are women and children, since the start of the ceasefire. Although we should also mention that, according to Al Jazeera, Israel arrested over 130 Palestinians from the West Bank and East Jerusalem in the same time frame. Wow. Today will mark the last day of the pause in violence in Gaza unless Israel and Hamas move to extend their ceasefire agreement again. The Koch Network, a conservative political network founded by the billionaire brothers Charles and David Koch, has formally endorsed Nikki Haley for the Republican presidential nomination. Americans for Prosperity, which is the network's political arm, announced the endorsement yesterday. In a memo, the group wrote that Haley, quote, offers America the opportunity to turn the page on the current political era, to win the Republican primary, and to defeat Joe Biden next November. The group's backing could help Haley by giving her access to on-the-ground resources like field workers knocking on doors and making phone calls urging voters to support her. I'm sure none of them will be AI. <laughs> Just absolutely sure of it. Haley will also have access to influential donors in the network, so it could all prove very helpful to her campaign in the weeks before the Iowa caucuses. The announcement, of course, is not welcome news to Ron DeSantis, who has struggled to come out as the clear alternative to Donald Trump. And Trump remains the frontrunner in the 2024 GOP primary race, despite Americans for Prosperity's opposition to him. Their anti-Trump efforts include mailers and online ads, among other things, which, according to The New York Times, has amounted to more than $9 million. In a statement, Nikki Haley said that she was honored to have the support of Americans for Prosperity, saying that they, quote, know that there is too much at stake in this election to sit on the sidelines, which is a very interesting quote because I don't think they were particularly sitting on the sidelines before they just no. hadn't backed her formally. Yeah, I think <laughs> she should saying? have just said thank you and exited stage left. Because right. let's be real, I think that the choice has been made now. Haley is stepping into the Trump alternative space and the dollars are saying as much. So hang it up, DeSantis. You can drop out now. Please, please and thank you. <laughs> New York House Representative George Santos, a.k.a. Joanne the Scammer, as we call him, could be expelled from Congress as early as this week. That's because Democratic Representative Robert Garcia of California introduced a privileged resolution yesterday to expel Santos, a move that forces a vote on the issue within two legislative days. This, of course, isn't the first time a member of the House has put forth legislation to oust the New York Republican. Santos has survived multiple expulsion attempts in the past with the support of his party, but some of his colleagues have turned on him in recent days. Many have signaled that they now plan to vote in favor of expulsion after the House Ethics Committee released its highly anticipated report on Santos last week. 
According to the report, the committee found, quote, substantial evidence that the embattled representative misused campaign funds to treat himself and buy things like luxury trips, Botox treatments, and even OnlyFans subscriptions. I'm like, uh, George, um, treat yourself did not apply to donations from <laughs> supporters. No. I think it only applies to your money, but he just did not get that memo. It's he fine. said, I'm just going to do a transfer to my personal account. Okay. <laughs> It's still not clear if the motion to expel Santos will succeed, given that the motion requires a two-thirds majority. But if the chamber does vote on the matter before they adjourn for the week, this will be yet another test for Republican Representative Mike Johnson and his leadership as Speaker of the House. So get your popcorn and TV remotes ready, y'all. C-SPAN is about to get good again. I mean, they'll have the live stream across social media as well. You have so many options to tune into this. Oh, yes. I am just thankful that I will still be on this show in two legislative days. So I will be here to watch this happen. We'll be processing this on this program very soon. I'm very excited. Looking forward to it. We love a good hate watch. Oh, yes. <laughs> the families of the Sandy Hook shooting victims say that conspiracy theorist Alex Jones can pay them $85 million over 10 years to settle his legal debt. That number is just a tiny percentage, 6% to be exact, of the $1.5 billion that Jones was ordered to pay for calling the 2012 shooting a, quote, hoax. The offer was made during Jones's personal bankruptcy case in Houston last week. By asking for a smaller settlement, the families are hoping that it gets worked into a bankruptcy deal so they can make sure they get the money that they're owed. Jones and his company filed for bankruptcy after the families won that case last year, but a judge ruled in October that his bankruptcy wouldn't release him from paying the settlement. Don't get the idea that Jones is getting off easy or anything. The new offer also requires him to pay the families half of any income he earned over $9 million per year. And according to the families and creditors, Jones has continued to live a pretty lavish lifestyle for someone who is supposedly bankrupt. As lawyers for the Sandy Hook family said about Jones in the filing, quote, his time is up. 41 construction workers trapped in a tunnel in northern India for more than two weeks have been rescued. The dozens of workers were pulled out yesterday where they had been trapped since November 12th when a landslide collapsed part of the tunnel they were building. Thankfully, there were no serious injuries or deaths, but they were trapped there for 17 days. They were given food, water, and oxygen through narrow steel pipes, and they had light in the tunnel. Doctors and psychiatrists were also on site. Rescue teams pulled out the workers through welded pipes that they had pushed through dugout areas, and one by one, the trapped workers were transported out of the tunnel via wheeled stretchers. They were each given health checkups at a temporary medical camp in the tunnel entrance before they were taken away in ambulances. And a crowd of locals, government officials, and relatives cheered as the workers were brought out, some shouting, long live Mother India in Hindi, and setting off firecrackers. Take a listen to miners celebrating the rescue. One rescuer told the New Delhi television, quote, the trapped workers were overjoyed when they spotted us in the tunnel. Some rushed toward me and hugged me. 17 days trapped in a tunnel. Oof, I'm sure it was rough. I'm glad they're safe now. That is harrowing and wild that this wasn't a bigger story. Yeah. And finally, an online developers conference set to take place in early December called Devternity was canceled on Monday after accusations that the organizer fabricated female speakers profiles. Oh. Yeah, oh, brace yourself, because it gets worse. So all of this started last week when Gerge Oros, who runs a popular tech newsletter, posted on social media that he had identified fabricated profiles of women on Deb Turnity's speakers list and that he notified attendees. 
It also appeared that the event's website did not remove women who had previously dropped out of the conference or who had declined to speak. Following this reveal, several tech executives and high-profile engineering leaders in the developer community pulled out of the conference where tickets were selling for as much as $870. So what does Devternity have to say about all of this? Well, the organizer confirmed the event's cancellation. He also wrote this super long post on X, formerly known as Twitter, and in it he said that he auto-generated a fake woman's profile after a female speaker had dropped out of the conference, but that it was just a placeholder. That is what they all say when they're caught, I believe. You know what's a placeholder? TBD, to be determined, not right. an AI-generated person, but no. okay. <laughs> Anyways, he said he later removed it. You can see us rolling. Well, you can't see us rolling our eyes because this is a podcast, but our eyes are in the back of our brains. (laughs) But zooming out, though, the tech industry has quite a long way to go in diversifying their male-dominated field. One piece of advice from us here at WAD is that making fake profiles is certainly not the way to do it. Obviously, there are more men in tech than women. It has been a problem, a long-documented problem for quite a while. But... There are plenty of women to pick from. Plenty of well-qualified, very accomplished women who probably could speak at this conference if you made any effort, half the effort that you put into generating these fake profiles into finding (laughs) them. What? I feel like I need Neve. I need a camera because this is an episode of Catfish. (laughs) I need to understand how Gerge came across this reality and called it out because a full investigation needs to be launched into all tech conferences now. Do not trust any of these tech bros, y'all. Anyone. Question everything. Catfish. Reverse image search those headshots. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's step number one. (laughs) Step number one. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, this week's Keep It is all about movies and movie stars. Tune in to hear Lewis and Ira's thoughts on the recently released film Saltburn starring Barry Keoghan and internet heartthrob Jacob Elordi. Plus, they react to the recent firing of actress Melissa Barrera from the iconic Scream franchise over her pro-Palestinian comments. And you'll hear their interview with May-December's director Todd Haynes. Fair warning, there are definitely spoilers in this episode, but you should still check it out. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, warm up your C-SPAN, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just tech conference lineups of real people like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Juanita Tolliver. And And do do better, better, tech tech bros. bros. Come on. Half the time and effort that it takes to generate a fake AI human, just go on LinkedIn. Come on. Can you imagine how catfishing is going to elevate now that AI-generated photos are a norm? Wow. I don't even want to think about it. Wow. Juanita terrifies me. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producer is Itzi Quintanilla. Raven Yamamoto and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. And our showrunner is Leo Duran. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.